We're coming to you with the unspoken words. This is the Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Sobriety, community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hope. Hey, hey, all right, all right, all right. Unspoken words episode 53 is in the house. 53? Oh, 58. Did I say 53? Man, 58. 50. The Von Miller episode, baby. Von Miller is in the house, not Buck Williams, but Von Miller. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. We're going to do some introductions here. Over here to my right, all the way from Arrow Creek. He's your favorite Indian, JCB. Say what's up. Hi. And on the phone tonight, all the way from the Twin Cities, Randy being the place to be, the pod god. He say what's up. Hello, hello, hello. All right, all right. And across the way from me, special guest OG, triple OG, LAC, Athena Stewart. Say what's up. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> What's up? Uh, need a little, ener- little bit more energy than that. Wow. Hi, guys. <laughs> hey. hey. What's happening? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, right. That'll work. That'll work. That, that, that works. That works right there. A little less cocky. Right. <laughs> Could have used your hands a little bit more, but it's good. I'll, we'll take that. Um, Randy B., what, what's up? Why are you over there again? Well, how's your trip? Uh, we came out for some uh, family stuff, and then um, we just kind of came to MOA to kill the rest of the day. Uh, we're, I, I actually just got out of this um, this thing called Flyover America, and it's virtual reality. Oh, Dude, nice. Fire cause it, yeah, today was my second day going on it. Gee. Nice, <laughs> nice. Virtual reality. So, like, <laughs> did you get into, like, a thing, and it moved around, and then, like, yeah, bro. So like, you get in there, and it's like you're in the seat of a helicopter, and you you fly all over. Oh, nice, nice. Man, yeah, you go over all the cities in America and stuff like that. What? That's pretty cool. Is it like that one they used to have? They used to have in the mall. Remember, it looked like oh, a yeah. big minivan, but that was kind of cheap though. So did you fly yeah, over Bapua then? Though, bro, but, huh? Did you fly over Bapua? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Iowa cornfield. <laughs> and like, oh, hey, there's the Castle Rocks. You know what I found out is North Pole looks like the Buffalo Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> is that good or bad? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> We're all just blank. <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't, I don't know how words? to take that. I don't know how to take that information. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, I've been in one of those, but I got motion sickness, and man, it kind of ruined my day. Oh, man. You didn't get motion sickness? Man, I kind of started freaking myself out, man. Like, <laughs> You're like, we're really flying over these places. Land this thing. Yeah. I want to get off. <laughs> Yesterday wasn't so bad, but today was kind of bad, you know? Yeah. Um, I always trip out about my heart. <laughs> like I got a bad heart. <laughs> Just because of my overdose, you know? I think that's like PTSD or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. You're like, 
I can't hear my heart beating. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, I, yeah, I, bro. <laughs> get inside my head real quick. <laughs> right on, right on, right on. All right, we're going to get into a little icebreaker here with our guests. Um, so we're going to do two truths and a lie, like we always do about this time. I'll go first. You guys ready? I'm ready. All right. So I have been inside the White House. My first varsity basketball game was at the Metro. I've been inside George Washington's house. Mm, so you just came from D.C. D.C. Um, first varsity okay, so who thinks it's the White House? Of your truth or your lie? We're trying to look for the lie. Looking for the I lie. I say that's a lie. Okay. You've been to the... Yeah. I Inside think that's a lie. Inside the White House? Yeah. Okay, I say that's a lie. That's a lie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do you think, Randy B.? Uh, you've been inside George Washington's house because I think didn't wasn't he in Virginia? But is yeah. Virginia right there? Yeah, it's real close. Did you it. not? Yeah. Did you not pass geography? <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay, I'll tell you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> oh, real happy to be here. Uh, yeah, it's the White House. I've never been inside of the White House. Oh, so. yeah. yeah, these guys got it right. Hand claps. Yay. Yay. <laughs> 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 what was that second one? I don't know. Uh, Must have hit two of them. Uh, oh, that was the breaking news. Oh, okay. All right. This just in Randy B. reporting live from the Twin Cities. Tell us your two truths and a lie. <laughs> go ahead, Randy B. With your two truths and a lie, please report. Uh, you're gonna have to go to JC's. I, I still have to come up with something. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, I All got, right. I got some favorite Indian. Okay, first one. When I was working at McDonald's, I put a sticker in somebody's sandwich. <laughs> uh, one time when I was little, I got bit by a donkey. <laughs> and I went to the same water park as Bill and Ted. Ooh, man, those are good. Those are real good, man. I think they're all lies. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay, so the first one was I put a sticker in somebody's sandwich. Any takers? No, I think that's true. I say that's a lie. Okay. Randy? Um, That's a lie. Okay. okay, second one. I was bit by a, well, we kind of or bit by a donkey. Yeah, I think it's the last one, Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted, the same water park as Bill and Ted. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I did put a sticker in somebody's sandwich. Yeah, I knew that was true. Because <clears throat> I know you. Who knows? <laughs> but it was somebody. It was it was For somebody shame. I knew, and it was a free sandwich. And I was like, hey, wait till they bite into this. And then, <laughs> did they did they eat it up? I don't know. They left. <laughs> <They love. laughs> I meant to ask them, but they never brought it up. So, okay. So, um, sounds like you need to make amends. The, okay, let's, <laughs> <clears throat> all right. So, okay. Well, the lie is I've never been bit by a donkey. Oh, I but almost I said that because I was like, where would you? Where have, would you get a donkey? Yeah, where did you? <laughs> well, I know. I was thinking that one was true because, like, you guys grew up on, like, you grew up on family, like, you guys had a ranch. Yeah. But then you also <clears throat> were in Arizona 
sometimes. So I thought Arizona donkeys. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Not to be confused with a mule. I <laughs> uh, no, but I did. By jackass. But I did. You know that that scene in Bill and Ted when they're go- at the water, they're trying to get Napoleon at the water park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in Scottsdale. And oh, I okay. To, I went to that in Arizona. Yeah. Ah. So, noise, noise. So I've never been nice. bit by a donkey. Hmm. Interesting. How bad was it when you got bit by the donkey? No, that was the lie. <laughs> oh, that was the lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for paying attention. <laughs> this week on the big show, you know that one thing with the guy that does the thing over there by Starbucks. Over there by Starbucks. That down. Oh yeah. Oh, over there. Yeah. So you ready, Randy, now? Yeah. Okay, you got the flow. Okay, so I used to work at Taco Bell. I threw up on a charter bus the first time that I chewed tobacco. And I have never been shot by a BB gun. Ooh. That last one's a lie. I said the first one. Oh, never been shot? Yeah, I'd say the BB gun. All Indian kids have been shot by a BB gun. Yep. Oh, that's the lie. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. It. That's the lie. What was the first one? Yeah, the Taco last Bell. one. I've never been shot by oh. a BB gun. I, I have been shot by a BB gun. Man, I, that's a rite of passage on the res. Man, you got everybody's got <laughs> oh. <a> shot. <laughs> There's a funny story. I was riding my bike uh, through this uh, shortcut to town, and one of my one of my friends freaking shot me right in the butt cheek. <laughs> in the butt cheek is that what she said something jumped up and bit me like I got <laughs> <laughs> something bit me <laughs> bit me right in the buttocks <laughs> they call it a million dollar wound <laughs> no I got a funny story about getting shot by a BB gun I was shooting hoops uh, out there on our ranch and then here my little cousin came out of their house and she Freaking shot me from like fifty yards away, and it hit me like it hit me like right in the side, and like scared the crap out of me, and I like fell down. I was like, ah, dramatic, yeah, dramatic. She shot me, and I sat up here. She was just standing there. She was only like four years old, and she had a big old BB gun. I got I got shot I got shot by my brother. He had one of them those little daisy ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this is. Gun safety 101 is like, is there anything in there? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he shot me in the wrist. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been shot by a BB gun. <laughs> yeah. Sheltered. Mm. <laughs> Spoiled. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just played. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. All right, cool, cool. So, you, Athena, your turn. Okay, two truths and a lie, right? Yep. Um, I'd never been to jail. I never started smudging until I got sober, and I love the winter. Mm. Winter. I know the first one is that. That's that's. Never mind. Yeah, it's the first. I was thinking the first one is a lie. Yeah, you never been to jail. That's a lie. I've never been to jail. What? 
I've never been to jail. Like county jail? You never I've, been? Yep, never been to. Oh, okay. Huh. Okay. Well, since we're getting technical, <laughs> <laughs> this guy's all pissed off. He's all mad. <laughs> That's a, that was a technicality no. right there. He, he got his, his head around. <laughs> he even snapped his eyes at me. Oh, that's our first snap eyes here. <laughs> that's that's not playing fair. That's uh, okay. So I'm gonna guess again. Uh, the, oh, you love winter. That's a lie. Yes, I hate winter. Mm. Well, I'm not gonna say I hate it, but I definitely don't prefer it. I need to move where it's sunny and warm and, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know what you're doing over there, but, man. <laughs> it's loud in the background. It's Randy. <laughs> Is it me? Yeah, it's you in the background. No, we can hear your, we can hear your inner voices giggling. <laughs> I'm right next to the theme park, that's why. Oh, okay. Oh, it must be fun over there. Cause it, the, did you say theme park? Yeah, Nickelodeon. Um, you know, they have this, uh, this little park inside of Mall of America. Oh, okay. Cool. I've never been there, but... Oh, you should go get slimed, or whatever they call it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I was seeing that when I was a kid. Have you guys ever seen those um, those videos on, on IG or, or YouTube? Remember those guys go up the escalator and they... Have their hands on the side, <laughs> like random strangers. Oh yeah, and touch touch their hands. Oh, yeah, man, they I, touch their hands. I should go do that. Though. Yeah, do it. <laughs> and then stare right in their eyes. <laughs> Just look at them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of bat bat your eyelashes a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you should, and then have somebody record it. Oh, man. We'll put it on our social media. We'll bail you out. We'll bail you out. Send some money. <laughs> we'll bail you out. Damn it. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, cool, man. I think we're all warmed up. So, with that, I think we'll get into the main portion of our episode today with our interview. Um, DJ, are you queued up there? Sir. All right, let's go. Uh, hit me with that beat. Ayo, let's get into our topic. Ayo, let's get into our topic. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Unspoken Words, episode 58 is in the house and we're gonna get into our interview so i'm gonna turn the mic over to your favorite indian you got the floor sir so athena aka thumper what's up um i oh, should have told me that in the beginning but it's not it's never it's never too late okay anyway so <laughs> like I, I mean me i always you know say start from the beginning just you know tell us about how you you know growing up like what led you to start using maybe when and where you kind of realized, you know, looking back now, when and where you realized that maybe, maybe it was a problem. But, you know, just, you know, start from the beginning or what, however you want to do it. Shoots, I think I didn't realize it was a problem until I went to prison. 
See, <laughs> that constitutes a jail right there. Oh, I've never been to jail. I went straight to prison. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> I even checked myself in. What? <laughs> Self-surrender, baby. Holy cow. You're, you're a strong lady. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. Anyway. Survivor. <laughs> Survivor. <laughs> okay, so, well, yeah, I don't think I really thought I had a problem until, um, shit. Tell I was in prison and treatment. But going back to my story, um, I started smoking weed when I was like 11 years old. Um, I grew up, of course, I was like the one of the youngest ones out of my siblings, my cousins. And they all used, they all smoked, they all drank, they all used meth. And so in order to fit in, I used with them. Um, mm. Not only that, um, growing up, um, my father was an alcoholic, and so that part of um, that security, I guess, wasn't really there, and so I was searching for to be um, accepted somewhere, and mm. I would lean on my older siblings, um, and they always, you know, I was the baby, I was the baby girl, and so... Like I said, I was kind of spoiled, um, <clears throat> but very loved also, I feel. Um, and so I I looked up to them, and so I would use, um, I started smoking weed with older cousins, siblings. Then I got into high school and kind of started drinking. And then, boom, my parents sent me to treatment, and I went to treatment and, um, Great Falls, and oh, man, that opened up a whole new window to what I could do when I got out. Mm. That's when I learned about meth. And so um, when I got out of treatment, um, I had a friend that I, our acquaintance or somebody that I met in treatment, and we became friends. And so, like, on the weekends, she would come, and we started using meth. Um, first, she would bring it, and then... I, you know, started kind of asking around, talking, and then I started using with my older cousins, and I probably, I was only like a freshman in high school, and I finally found something that I felt accepted. It was the devil, you know? I mean, mm. <clears throat> I went to school at, or at the Catholic school over here, and, um, I was so bad, like so bad on meth that the group of people that I hung around with, we would do lines in the back of the classroom in religion class, dude. Like, wow. that's how out of control I was. And so, anyways, I did that. Um, never really drank, you know. I just kind of had that one part of, you know, first part of high school where I drink alcohol but I always smoked weed and then um I did meth for about 10 years of my life and I had uh two little kids three little kids at the time and um went to parent teacher conference one time and um my oldest daughter she was a kindergartner at the time and they told me man your daughter's really smart <clears throat> and but 
you know. But but she's tardy all the time and she's absent. And I really had to like step back and look at myself. And um, it was because of my meth use that she was, you know, missing out on her education. I was taking that from her. So um, I stopped. I just stopped. I stopped using meth. I always smoked weed, you know. Mm-hmm. I was sober for about about a year and then um, separated from my kids' dad and I went crazy. I was young mom um, by myself with my kids um, and everybody was enabling me because I was going through the separation. So my mm-hmm. parents, my sisters, um, you know, my my family. And so I was got caught up I went in I was in the bar Wednesday through Saturday every night in the bar and um started hanging around the wrong um type of people I guess you know um I started moving they could see how fast I could move weed you know because I always smoked weed and I just Mm -hmm. boom 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 and so then I got introduced to cocaine and um I loved it I absolutely love the high um, that it gave me um, and how fast I could move it. Mm. Um, And so I got caught up in that world and then um, started using ecstasy. And um, it just, that was just a whole nother level. And then uh, by the grace of God, uh, July 6, 2009, the feds um, busted down my door, and I stopped. Mm. And I've been sober ever since. So amazing! <coughs> That's right on. That's pretty crazy. It's quite the ride, huh? Yeah, quite the ride. Um, Randy, you got some questions? You still with us? Yeah, I'm here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, was that shocking? That. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I mean, I, I'm just amazed that, you know, you, you're, you're at where you're at right now. Um, when you look back and, and you think about everything that you've gone through, I guess my question would be like, what, like, what led you to the decision to get up from where you were? You know what I mean? Like, um, was it always a desire to, you know, to get on the right path or? No, no. Was it something that just kind of happened? Um, <clears throat> well, I think, um, you know, I even when I was locked up, I always thought um, as soon as I get out, I'm going to um, continue doing what I was doing before because <clears throat> I guess that money is more addictive than anything else that fast cash for me um and I always thought I was gonna smoke weed you know I thought I was gonna smoke weed until the day I died um but I you know I held a lot of guilt and shame um my grandpa on my dad's side and my mom's side um they're very educated men and known you know in through Indian country and um so just having my last name associated with my grandfather, I you know I I knew I had to stop, because um, it was like an embarrassment. 
I don't know how my family felt about it, but to me, I was very embarrassed because I, I um, almost let down my grandpa, even though he had passed. Um, but still, in the back of my mind, I still thought I'm still going to live my life like that. But and you know, try to be a little bit more <clears throat> sly about it. Um, but when I was in prison, I had to do the RDAP program. Um, and it's basically treatment 24-7. And um, it was probably about halfway through my um, treatment. I went in for a one-on-one with my counselor. And um, he asked me, he was like, um, <clears throat> what do you love most? And I said, my kids, of course. And he sat back and he looked at me and he was like, really? And so that kind of like pissed me off. I was like, yeah. Course I love my kids you know I've always provided for my kids I did this and I did that and he said but you never loved your kids enough to stop doing what you're doing and mm. that literally was a slap in my face and I remember I was so pissed at him I was so mad I just got up and walked out and I think I even started crying because that I realized that man I didn't love my kids enough to stop doing what I was doing. Mm. And from that moment on, I knew I had to change my life because I love my kids. You know, I love my kids and I love my kids enough to stop doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's really powerful. I think uh, we all been there. Definitely not getting that truth thrown in your face like that. That's always a tough pill to swallow. Um, so I could, uh, I can definitely relate on that level where you, someone throws that truth in your face and you're just like, what? How dare you? How dare you tell me I don't love my kids? Yeah. I think I even said to him, <laughs> you know, but I really had to step back and accept that. Mm. And I, I, I can relate to that too. I mean, also, you know, that shame and that guilt and that embarrassment, like you said, you were feeling mm-hmm. like I let a lot of people down. <clears throat> But I don't think it's that we don't love our kids. I think it's just that there was something else in there that blocked us from that, right? Yep. So when I talk about addiction, I always say it's like possession. Oh, yeah. You know, and and, you, and I the one I always bring up is, you know, that little girl on Exorcist. You know, that wasn't her doing all those things, acting like that. It was something else within her. Yep. And once they got rid of that, then she came back. And so um, I know what that feels like i know exactly what you're talking about but i think it's important for us to know and realize that that wasn't us oh no that was not 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 on a not even on a bad day yeah definitely and like um you gotta fall got some more questions randy no man i just kind of um it's kind of funny because i was sharing with somebody today um i picked him up from from a, a place that he's in, and we were talking, and, and um, I kind of said something similar. I said, I remember when I drove myself to treatment that I always thought I had one more in me. I, when I drove, like, I knew, like, I, I was done. Like, I made the decision to, to, like, be done. But never in a million years did I think, like, I would be successful, right? Like, like yeah. in, in sobriety, but it, like I'm, I can identify with you in, in 
you're sharing that part of your story like you thought that you were always going to be a smoker you you know what i mean like i was, i was one of those guys too i'm like that yeah, i'll smoke with my kids like i never pictured life without like smoking yep. and now like i can't even picture life of smoking mm. Yeah, I can relate to that. I just, I. So I want to thank you, man, for for really sharing um, part of your story with us. Um, it's, I mean, what every time we share our story, it's kind of like we we carry the keys to somebody else's prison. <laughs> somebody somewhere is going to listen to your testimony and realize, like, hey, man, I can do it too. You know. So thank you. Yep. Thank you. Oh, uh, who? Um, so I had some follow up questions to that. Like, when was it a shrink or a counselor that told? Anyway, that don't matter. But <laughs> they uh, they said that to you, and then you're just like, "What? What am I doing?" You know? Was and then where did you go from there? Like, what? Like, what did you start doing to start uh, changing? Well, I probably started following rules a little bit more in prison um, because I didn't want to get in trouble and not go home when I was supposed to. Um, And then actually when I got released, I went to passages and um, they kept telling me, well, you can do this many months and then you can move out on your own, but you can't have your kids. So I started kind of being selfish in that way um, because I needed to really work on myself and my sobriety. So when I was released from prison and I went to um, passages, I chose to stay in passages that whole time and work on myself. So I think it was like six months maybe that I lived there. Um, And, man, I don't think I ever had an incident report on me. I think maybe once that my bathroom was dirty and it probably wasn't even my fault, but um, I really just started working on myself, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had to find myself. I had to learn how to relive, um, know what my boundaries were, um, find a safety or my support. You know, I really had to find support. Um, in the community, um, within my family. And when I was released from passages, I moved outside of Billings, um, because I knew that I, if I lived in Billings, that I would just slip, I'd slip and I'd end up doing what I was doing before. So just really holding myself accountable. Um, and really like, I didn't really like, work a program I guess like I just knew that I needed to stay sober um so I checked in with my probation officer and uh just didn't use um and just learned how to relive and I don't think that I really started working like my recovery program until um I went back to college and was an intern at um the Billings Urban Indian Health and Wellness Center Long name. Say that really fast. Um, Buick. And I started going to Talking Circle in the afternoon, and um, I realized that, man, I still have a lot of healing that I need to do, and um, I started working my program then. 
Right on. Um, so I just want to back up real quick to like <clears throat> got out of prison, got back into society. Uh, so it was just like determination. Yes. Um, but it sounds like you stayed accountable to your PO. Oh yeah. And stuff. Um, so I mean, you were working a program. Mm, you okay. know what I mean? You're like staying accountable to somebody, uh, like like a sponsor, and you're just kind of going. Uh, what kind of like what was your mind state? Like was it like you played a tape? Without even knowing you're playing the tape and stuff? <clears throat> I, no, I knew I was playing that tape because I knew I had to make that choice of getting up and um, being sober every day. You know, yeah. I, I knew I had to. Um, so it was just like I'd get up and put that tape on rewind and play it every single day until She's, it was just natural. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it kind of kept that the consequences of your use fresh. Oh, yeah. During that whole time, it's like, man, I, I can't slip up. Not even today. Not today, Satan. <clears throat> man, I didn't even, I wouldn't even, um, I remember one time I had a cold and I used some, like, um, emergency or whatever. And yeah. I went in and um, had to do a UA and it was diluted. And so they were, like, questioning me. And I was like, man, I'm not getting high. Because in my case, I was, like, high profile. So mm. it, they really watched me. Even though, like, I was like, man, that I ain't that person, you know? Yeah. But, um, so I didn't even do that. I wouldn't even take, like, Tylenol or anything, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I was, yeah. like, freaked out. Um, and on top of that, I didn't want to be like, oh, man, I'm going to get addicted to this because I have a very addictive personality. So, um, yeah. yeah. So not even emergency, huh? Nope. So that would that will raise flags on your... UA, I didn't know that. Huh. That's crazy. Yeah, no, that's. I think that's a safe, safe way, safe route that you went about not even using anything. Like even today, like I won't take anything stronger than like ibuprofen. Like that's rare for me. Like I'll just live with the pain. It's like, man, I'm cool. Right. No, (laughs) I got some achy muscles or whatever. I'm like, all right, that's cool, man. That just that's just proof I worked out. I don't need no ibuprofen. (laughs) Um. No, because I know um, there were certain individuals in my family, they'd be good, you know, they'd be sober, they get a cold, they start taking NyQuil, and then before not, they're buying NyQuil every day. Oh, my gosh. And then they go on a bender, you know, so I think that's a definitely safe bet on that. Um, so today, oh, okay, so <clears throat> out of prison, back into society, you're just kind of like working your program that you got going on, and then what was that drive to like, all right, I'm going to go be an addiction counselor. Um, what really was that drive was um well, I was I've been a hairdresser f- since 99. Wow. And you know, I mean it it served its purpose. I love it. I still do it on the side here and there, but um I have man. an appointment. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> well, if I had any hair, I'd make an appointment. Um I just was struggling, you know, as we just moved into um, our new house in the country. And, um, man, I just could not make ends meet. And I was like, man, I got to do something. And I think our first winter there, we literally had a flood. Um, Our house, like, is built up, and all around it there was water. Oh, man. And um, not just a little bit of water, like a lot. Like, you could go swimming in it. Oh, man. And so 
right then and there, I was like tired of asking my mom and dad or my sisters, man, I need help. I need, you know, financial help. Mm. And I mean, they always, they always supported me. They still do. But um, I knew I needed to change my life. And I thought, man, you know, I, you for the last, you know, whatever, 15 years or whatever, I, um, people sit in my chair and they tell me their problems. Mm. And, um, I not only make them feel good on the inside, but on the outside. And so, like, I was like, man, I, you know, I already knew that I was going to be sober. You know, I wanted to live my life sober. Mm -hmm. And so um, I started reaching out to other people and like, I want to do this. You know, I want to be an addiction counselor and kind of looking up to you, too, Josiah, you know, like, Mm -hmm. he's doing it. I want to do it, too. And, um there's just other people in my life that, you know, my counselor for say at passages had a big influence on my life too. Mm -hmm. And, um, so at first I went back to school and I thought, man, I'm only going to get my associates. I'm just going to get my associates and that's it. That's all I wanted to do. And then the more I went to school, the more, the more I want. Yeah. So, um, that's kind of where I am today. Right on. Working on your hours. Working on my hours. How close are you to getting that done? Um, I th- think I have a couple more months. I need to add those up. I was gonna do that, but I know that's always painstaking. Yes. Keeping track of your hours and doing notes was just like, ugh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> it's a hard thing to balance. Yeah, it is definitely. Um, so I remember like. That whole process, like for me, I remember that was very interesting to me to go from being the patient, being the client, and sitting in the office and talking with the counselor to being the counselor. Uh, was that very kind of weird for you? Just kind of like, is that kind of surreal still? Um, No, just because I think that I've played that role for a long time. Oh, doing with the hair. hair. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So it just that. kind of like. Natural. Yes. Just yeah. got really good communication skills that way, right? Yep. Just from talking to your clients and whatnot. Because when my clients sit, like my hair clients sit in my chair, they tell me everything, mm. like everything. Like there's things I know about people that their family family probably <laughs> yeah. don't even know. You see them in public, you're like, oh, I know about you, sucker. Yep. <laughs> I, know, them. I know what Snap you did. <laughs> I know what you did. Good yeah. trying to act bad. I know about you. <laughs> Good trying to act bad. <laughs> no, that just kind of making my um, my wheels turn. You could do like a salon uh, addiction counseling. A recovery hybrid. salon. Yeah, recovery, recovery salon. salon. Yes. So, like, all your clients, they're, like, they come get their hair did, and then you counsel them. <laughs> I've, I've been Come get that. your hair did and let me in your head. Yes. But then you get paid double. Oh, I You get wish. paid for the hair, and then you could bill for it. <laughs> Man, there you go. This guy's an entrepreneur. entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. Jinx. Let's have group therapy. Everybody getting their hair did, and then they're all talking. Yep. That'd be cool. I've thought about that. Uh, that would work. That's 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 so interesting. I think it would work. That would work. So those of you out there, it's already copyrighted. By the time this airs, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're you in, can't we're, steal that. We're money. investing in that business. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So today, um, 
you get any like cravings that euphoric recall using dreams still? Um, not lately. I mm-hmm. think um, I think when I was in school, I would have dreams of no, not even in school when I was on probation. I would have dreams of smoking weed and mm. then my probation officer come. Um, but that like cravings and triggers, um, I haven't had probably in a while. Um, me, myself, I still go to therapy too. So That's that, good. that helps me a lot um, to work yeah. through that kind of stuff. You know, I, that just reminded me, remember I was telling you guys about that using dream I had? Yeah. But anyway, I was in my dream. I had a bottle of beer, mm. and I was drinking it. Then you came around the corner and said, "Are you drinking?" <laughs> and I tried to hide it. And said, no. <laughs> oh yeah, you told me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I just like that scary. Yeah, are you drinking? And I'm like, no, not even. No, like, um, because I only ask because, like, I still get using dreams, and then like it was kind of weird, like earlier this fall. I had like two, three nights of them. It was just like real, like real vivid. Great tonight. I'll probably have a. Dream. <laughs> but and I use them as, coming around the corner. I still have them, and but I use them as a reminders. I wake up and then like that. Oh, it's just a dream, and then like, but then I use them as like, man, I could easily go back to that. Yeah, like so easy. Just go right back to it, and then I'm just like, okay, cool. So I think it's like for me, uh, my own personal opinion is like. a my higher power about a deal like sending a reminder it's like hey man you better not get too big for your britches here buddy here's a using dream yeah exactly <laughs> uh so like today you know what are some things that are you know keeping you going like because i know one of the things that we have to learn is how to live life on life's terms right oh yeah and you know what what are the things that just to help you, that what are some 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 of the things that you do to keep you on the on the path? Um, I guess what's really been helping me lately is um, I started running group and just listening to my clients and being mm. able to relate with them. Man, I'm still growing. I I realize that I'm still growing and still healing, and so that really helps me to keep going. Um, my kids, of course, I mean, I, um, my kids are my pride and joy and I, um, put them through a lot in their little lifetime and, um, I'm very proud of my children, you know, I mean, my oldest is, man, she's amazing, she's an amazing mom, um, she's just doing everything on her own, you know, and I'm really proud of her. Because she could totally have gone down another road. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. just by what I taught her. Um, I got two state champs, one's back-to-back state champ, and so... Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you know, at that... I, I don't give myself enough credit for that, which, I mean, you know, because I kind of try to stay humble, you know? I mean... My kid's been through a lot, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, I just... You just try to, try to stay full of humility. Yes. <laughs> Even though sometimes I want to brag, but I don't, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what else? Just, man. 
I don't know. I think it's just my mindset. You know, I just, um, I did five years of probation. Everybody on my case was like getting off early, getting off earlier. And I didn't get off early. I did my whole time. Mm. And I remember my probation officer saying to me, what are you going to do when you get off probation? And I told him, I'm going to live my life like I'm still on probation. Mm. And I still do today. You mm. know, I mean, it's hard for me to um, go into a casino. I mean, sometimes I do, but it's really hard for me like to do that because I just, like, that's my own yeah, values or whatever. Yeah, like the structure and uh, accountability of probation is keeping that going, that mind state. Yeah, definitely. That I like that definitely for sure. Um, so yeah, I'm all out of questions. I got one more. I got a couple more actually. Um, <laughs> I lied. So how did do you love being counselor since you got getting closer to getting that LAC? Oh man, it's tough. Um, it's very tough. Um, only the strong survive. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, that's true. It's very tough, and there's I can't. I bet you. Every single day, I'm like, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. <laughs> I'm going to quit. I can't do this. Um, but then a client comes in, and they've done something in their life where they're, like, growing, and they're, like, thanking me. And I'm just like, all right, I'm supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I know. Yep. And I was just laughing because I could totally relate because I used to be an addiction counselor. And I like, you know, compassion fatigue and I bounced. It's tough, man. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. tough. Especially with the, the climate of this pandemic and then like how restricted we were. Uh, I think that played a lot into it for me. But yeah, I think you're doing an awesome job up there. I, I went and spoke to your group last week. That was pretty cool. I actually got nervous staring, sharing my story and I, I was know, like, I was what? Like, God, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> That was crazy. Last week, man, it was like a marathon of talking. I went and talked up there for like an hour and some change, and I came up here and talked for two hours. So I was like, no voice. Do you have just any follow-up questions? Or anything, used JC? all your words, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> used all of them. No, I don't have any questions. I just want to say, okay, well, let's get this out of the way. Athena is my little sister, and we grew up together, oh. and I got to... I got to admit, when when I talk about, you know, showing my my family the wrong way to live, I you know I gotta I gotta say that I'm I feel partly responsible, right? Because I was there with you, saying, "Oh yeah, look at me, I'm cool," blah blah blah, and you know, and you were my little sister, and you were always there, and you know, listening to you talk tonight, thinking, "Well, okay, well he's doing it, and I want to be like them, and I want to, you know," so for that. I apologize. I didn't show you the right way. But I just want you to know that I love you. I'm I love you. I'm so proud of you and I'm happy for you. And if you ever have a using dream, I'm gonna come around the corner and get after you. Because <laughs> you know I don't ever get I hardly ever get mad, but when I do no, just kidding. Yeah, watch out. But uh yeah, I just wanna say that I'm extremely proud of you and I'm happy for you and if you don't wanna brag about your kids I will. Back to back state champion, Two time champion, basketball player, and then you, your youngest daughter is gonna be coming up next. So, oh man, oh yeah, yeah, my daughter's right the same age, and they're gonna be some ballers. Oh, but I just want to say one thing. You know, I mean, even though I looked up to you, 
it was my choice, you yeah. know. I mean, at, mm. at the end of the day, it was my choice. Yeah. You know? um, we we all have our issues with things like that, you know. But mm-hmm. to get and it, I'm at, proud of you. To get, <laughs> <laughs> damn it! Right on. Damn you! I'm some proud fam- of you. Family love and some family <laughs> healing. That's awesome. Um, so I want to open it up to you. Um, you can jump on your soapbox at this time. And what is it like your message out there to people that are walking the red road? Um, especially like those that are just now starting out, you know, they're just now walking, getting to red road, trying to figure it out. Like what's some, some do's and don'ts or what's your soapbox about that? Well, one thing I always say is be selfish. You know, it's okay to be selfish to, Mm. um, to work on yourself because if you can't love yourself, find yourself, then it's no good. Mm-hmm. Just going to keep trying to find yourself within somebody else, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, so you got to love yourself in order to heal from anything. Um, and ask for help. Yes. I think that's the hardest part is asking for help. And trusting that people are willing to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that um, once I realized that I had to start loving myself, um, even though, like, I didn't, that was a new kind of concept to me. And But once I started doing that, starting self-care, speaking kindly of myself to myself, like, those kind of things, uh, it was just, like, my whole perspective started changing on life. Um, my whole outlook started changing. I looked out and I just seen other people where I was just all about me before that. So definitely that's some really good advice. Um, <clears throat> so I just want to thank you for coming in. Uh, you're definitely an inspiration to me. And I know that um, you've helped me out a lot, you know, with my own walk on the red road. Uh, you've given me some of your perspective and just, you know, uh, your story alone is very inspiring to me, so it, it keeps me sober. So thank you for sharing that. Definitely, thank you. Yes, thank you for coming by. You're always welcome. We, we're gonna have a have to have you back for a follow up. Maybe next time we won't talk about your story so much. We'll just have a topic and we'll just chop it up about that. But yeah, for sure, definitely want you to come back in 2022. 2022. So during the course of the interview, Randy had to jump off, but he sent this text and he wanted me to read it. He said, uh, let Athena know and the listeners know I appreciate them, especially her story of strength and determination. He said, thank you guys. Appreciate you, bro. So yeah, Randy, safe travels to you. Uh, prayers for you guys on your safe travel back and for what you guys are handling over there. Um, definitely. We'll can't wait to have you back next week. Mr. Bear don't walk. And yeah. So all right all right all right um would you say thumper thumper yeah that's has, my- has left the building um so initial feedback reaction to the interview mr 
Mr. Uh, your favorite Indian. Mr. Your favorite Indian. Thank you, Mr. The King. <laughs> hey, hey, man, that's an insult. <laughs> that's an insult. Man. Hey, that's that. Dude I'm no, that, I'm no king. That one, remember, that's what he says on cars. Um, that one guy they called what? him the king, but then he trying to be polite, mater. Oh yeah, Mr. The King. Mr. The King. Anyway. Anyways, yeah. Anyway, I just thought of um, La Karen, La Queen. Your favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's getting kind of tiresome. Anyway, let's get this out of the way. Yeah. Uh, before I start going. <laughs> but yeah, uh, like I said, <laughs> Athena. Trials. Athena I, it sounds weird because you know that's my little sister, and she's Thumper to me and oh, to yeah. everybody. So Thumper. first time I heard it tonight. Thumper. Um. Yeah. It, it, man, she has it like one of those real powerful stories of redemption. Yeah. If you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um. Because it takes a lot to for any of us, yeah. And I, I don't care what you've been through or how far gone you have been. That's just a perfect example of how far you can come back. And then now, knowing that she's out there, and sometimes she don't feel like doing it, but she gets up every day and she dedicates herself to helping others. Yep. And that, in a nutshell, is kind of you know it, it, it's 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 inspiring to me. Yes, sir. And and I was, you know, being honest when I said that, you know, growing up that mm-hmm. um, I, I showed them the wrong way, you know, being older than her. But then there were people yeah. older than me, too. Yeah. And she said, you know, she made her own choices. And I understand that. But like I said, we we, we have our issues with it. And, and I'm glad I got that, I got that out to her, yeah. you know. No, I, I, that, it's, that was, it's one that was, less thing. That was a beautiful thing. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, I mean her story is just awesome and it's it's inspiring. Um, like I said, I got a an appointment because she's she you know she really likes to do hair, mm-hmm. and so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have her do me all blonde. <laughs> Johnny Lawrence is coming back, y'all. Johnny Lawrence is coming back for Cobra Christmas. Kai. Cobra Kai. Arrow Creek's resident sensei getting his hair did here in a couple weeks. But no, tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Oh, wow. man, just in time for perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Give my check. <laughs> just in time for basketball. Anyway, so, yeah. <clears throat> um, Yeah, I didn't know, like, I didn't really know uh, Athena. You know, grew up in the same town, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I never really talked to her because, like, she was older. You guys are older generation. So um, when she came to intern at the... Uh, Buick when I was an addiction counselor over there that's the first time I heard her story and then like for her to come in and share her story here like just powerful like you said it the redemption um the road that she's come on you know getting in trouble with the law selling drugs being an addiction and then getting that wake-up call getting the truth thrown in her face and then for her for her to do that 180 degree turn and going in a different direction, positive direction, walking the red road from there, um, and really utilizing like that program or that being, you know, being on paper, utilizing her pro officer and stuff and using that to stay sober and then moving on into college and going back to get to get the degree to become an addiction counselor, just like man, just like powerful things. And I think it's so powerful to me because like I see that population that gets incarcerated and then they come out and they work really hard to get to that point where they're out and they have their own spot and they, they have a job and they're, 
then as soon as they get out of that pre-release or get off paper, boom, they go right back to using. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it over and over and over and over, and it's so frustrating to me. But to see um, her and to see you, Randy, others that walk the red road, um, to move past that and walk the red road and continue that path um, is so inspiring to me. It's like, yes, there is hope. Because uh, like yeah. my cynical mind goes to like, oh, man, these people aren't going to change, you know, <laughs> and yeah. get kind of get into those generalities and start getting my own prejudice starts boiling up. Um, but these stories like Athena's story inspire me and give that hope back. OK, there is, you know, there is hope. Everybody can make that change. Everybody can turn that page and move forward. Um, we just got to keep on walking our path, work, working our program being that hope, being that lighthouse for other people so that um, hopefully it kind of inspires them to like, hey, like what she said, you guys are doing it. I want to do it too. Mm -hmm. You know, like JC's doing it. So I want to walk the red road Uh, knowing that I don't walk alone. That's a huge thing for me. Um, That's a huge thing for a lot of of us that walk the red road, knowing that we're not in this alone. Um, I read a meme the other day. I'm always quoting the memes. It said, <clears throat> after I went to my first meeting, I realized that everybody in that room knew me better than I did. And that was just like, Poof. for me, I was like, that's exactly how I felt. That's exactly how I felt when I started going to meetings. I was like, wow, these guys know me, but they don't know me. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and I, I get I get that same way too, Like especially when we go to like speaker meetings and then listening to well your story i've heard your story i've heard you know other people's stories athena you know like when i hear them talk i might as well be a lot of things that we hear it might, might as well be me me saying that right yep. yeah yeah, like, yeah man i i i that's exactly what i did or that's exactly how i felt that's exactly what i went through mm-hmm. and, and so yeah that 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 whole you know we're not walking alone Yes, sir. And we're not the only ones that have been through some stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and then to see like you and Athena, you know, um, and Randy, mm-hmm. you know, using that to help others. Yeah. That that's one of those things that inspires me because I know when I was in prison, I, I, I don't know, man. God put it in my heart. Like it's always been there, even when I was in the midst of my using. Mm-hmm. Like I always wanted to be an inspiration. I always wanted to be, yeah, you know, to inspire and motivate, and you know, one of those kind of people. But it it was then that I realized that you know I wanted to help people. I wanted to I wanted to help others avoid going what I went through. Mm. And if they did it already, then to show them that yeah, we can come back from that. Mm-hmm. And I think her story is one of those. You know, like I said, that the word that comes to mind is redemption. Yes, sir. We are redeemed. That, and you know, I just wa- I was going through YouTube the other day, and I, yeah. I watched that um, "We Are Redeemed" thing again. Oh yeah, yeah the one I made. Yeah, that yeah. was that was that's a powerful thing. That yeah. was pretty awesome. I liked it. Yeah, you know, and and things like that, you know, little things like that, knowing that you're there and Randy and and Athena and all the other people that, you know, we, we associate with, mm-hmm. uh, with everybody talking, from yeah. white Eagle talking, white circle. Eagle talking circle. Yeah. Um, it just, that's what gives me strength. Yep. Like, you know, because I know 
that without my higher power and without the people that I can, you know, physically be there with, yeah, uh, I couldn't do. I can't do it alone. I tried it by myself. Yeah, and that was, I failed miserably. So did I. I tried on myself, my own willpower, numerous times. Like I said it on the podcast before, like probably like a thousand times, uh, and I failed miserably every single time. But when I got plugged, when I plugged myself into a sober community, and these individuals like yourself and Randy and Tina and others that wa- that walked the red road and White Eagle Talking Circle and those in AA NA, they came along, and walked with me, and I was just like, oh, okay, this is what it is. This is what recovery is: being in community. Having that accountability, having that structure, having that, um, trans- being able to be transparent with my accountability people, and then throwing myself into service work, you know, helping others, like you're saying, trying to be that inspiration. Hopefully, I can inspire one person, you know, mm-hmm. um, having that as your goal. I want to help. So, yeah, definitely, for sure. And going back to that, um, <clears throat> hearing people's stories, I love hearing people's stories. You know, even if I've heard it before, I know I'm going to get something else out of it. Um, Because that first first year of walking the Red Road, uh, every Sunday, 10 a.m., there's a local meeting here called Downtowners. At 10 a.m. on every Sunday, they have a speaker meeting. And, man, I was there. Man, I was there at 930. Um, trying to see if I could help, but the opener was already there. They already made coffee and blah, blah, blah. So I just grab a cup of coffee and sit there and chill, listen to the story. And I always made sure I got up and I went and shook their hand. Thank you for sharing your story because, man, I, I loved hearing how they got how they got out of addiction, how they do it now. I love hearing that part, like that redemption you're talking about. And then, in turn, it just kind of refilled my fire. It's like, okay, I'm on yeah. the right path. I'm on the right path. Exactly. I'm on the right path because I'm doing what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and the same thing for me. Like, it, it inspires me. So it inspires me to inspire others. And I've said this on several different occasions that, well, not so much now, you know, especially with the podcast because, yeah. you know, a lot of our listeners have already heard it before, <laughs> you know, listening to me talk, but yeah. I, I, was, I was scared to death. Mm. scared to death to put myself out there yeah you know and i told you this i put it this way is that because when i put myself up there um i'm an easy target and not only Mm. am i an easy target i supplied the ammunition Mm. Mm -hmm. and so but what i realized is you know and this is something i also uh said before was that there's nothing anybody can say about me that could be any worse than what I've said to myself. Mm, yep, exactly. So, I mean, it's and it's it's just it's it's awesome. It's that community and that acceptance, mm-hmm. and knowing that for me, well, like one of the biggest things I get out of it is like it when I when it feels like I can't stand on my own. Yeah, I know I have my higher power, but I also know that I have people there that I can talk to, mm-hmm. like you and you know Randy or whoever. Yeah. Um, then I, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to lift, I don't have to struggle. I don't have to white knuckle it. Yeah. Because there's that, there's that help. Yeah. And, and before it's like, man, I'm, you know, stuck in that, oh, I'm by myself. Nobody will understand. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. (laughs) Nobody, nobody will get me or, you know, they're going to judge me for the things I've done. And yeah. Whereas 
when I listen to them talk, I'm thinking, that's that's me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, <clears throat> I might as well be saying telling their story because I, I did and thought exactly the same kind of type of deals. Yeah. Definitely. Um, And I think along those lines, like, lately I've, you know, I've kind of been struggling with this grief and, but just even just start a little group text, like shooting it off, like, oh, I'm not having a good day today, blah, blah, blah. And your guys' response to that, you know, just like, okay, yeah, and I got these two guys in my corner, you know, just having that, just that reassurance, okay, these guys know me. And then it just reinforces that I'm not alone. And that's a huge part of recovery. And being able to, that's what I love about the rooms and also this podcast, like it's a safe space. For us to be vulnerable, um, and yeah. that and that takes some getting used to, definitely for sure. Because like, um, <clears throat> I knew that was something I had to do, so I did it willingly. I went to meetings and I shared, uh, and I'm I I put myself in like I got vulnerable, you know, putting some intimate stuff out there in the meetings. But what I got back was like understanding. Yeah. And acceptance, like what you exactly just now said. And I was just like, whoa, these people like didn't judge me. And they're just like nodding their heads like, yeah, I've been there. I've done that. Or, <clears throat> ah, that's nothing. I've done way worse. You know, yeah, like I, that kind of attitude in the rooms. Go ahead. And, and I think the word that jumped out at me when you were talking just now was understanding. Like, yeah, yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. I know. And to anybody out there listening, <laughs> we understand. We know. Oh yeah, and we're here for you. Um, we know. Yeah, I mean that's that's all I can say is we understand, we know, and the best thing we can do right now is just stick together, support each other, um, and keep on moving. Yes, sir. And especially during holidays, that's that's kind of a hard time. Last week we talked about eight tips to get through those holiday season, the holiday season. So, <clears throat> um, if you need some tips, go back to episode fifty-seven. Turn that on. Uh, we got eight tips there that you can follow that'll help you get through the holiday season because you are not alone. Uh, unspoken words, us, the triad here. We understand. We've been there. We think the way you do. Uh, we act the way you do. So we definitely understand if you feel like you're alone out there, you're listening to this podcast. Um, we understand definitely for sure. Um, so with that, so with that, thank you, Tina, for coming in. Yes, um, we appreciate your story, you. and we'll have you back down the road when we'll bring you in. We'll just have a topic. You don't have to tell your story. So, I know I know you're listening to this episode, even if you don't listen to any other episodes. So don't ruin my hair, okay? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I trust you. Yeah, we need that Johnny Lawrence look back. So, um, I don't spiffy know. him up. I don't know why I decided to do that, but. <laughs> I kind of like it. It looks good on you. It looks it's, good on it's you. It's different. I need to get you a black gi. Oh, okay. Yeah, like a Cobra Kai gi. Cobra Kai. You know you can uh, get those on DVD? Where did I see them? What, a gi? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> get a said, gi on DVD? I started to this talk guy's like... rhyming. Start, starting to talk like Randy now, just switching, switching it up out of the blue. Welcome to the Vague Show 2.0 with your favorite Indian. <laughs> Randy, man. Getting all vague. He's sending his vibes yeah. over. He's sending his vibes over from Minnesota. No, the the the... the 
almost said the episodes, the uh, uh, the series, the series. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, I would imagine they put it on. But, but what was DVD. it on? DVD, Netflix. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't have Netflix, so I, I almost got it, but then I thought, nah. Oh, so you never seen them? Uh huh. Oh, you haven't seen the new ones? No. no. What? Okay, we got someone um, email us your sign in and password <laughs> to your Netflix. So uh, mine's all capped out. I can't have any more logins on my Netflix. So someone please help out your favorite Indian and send in your login password. Hey, no, I'm just kidding. Binge watch Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, two seasons, right? I think it's on yeah, two seasons. Yeah, it, well, that, the one I saw had two seasons in it. Yeah, box. it has two seasons. And I think the third season is going to start here pretty soon, January. I see. Then I'm gonna have to go either break down and pay for Netflix or wait for the next DVD set to come out. They probably got like a free 30 day trial period that you can tap into and then and watch just, it and then for cancel like, it. Yeah, and then cancel it and just keep doing a free 30 day trial period with I, the aliases. I was <laughs> I was telling my uh, my homegirl criminal she, thinking because <laughs> she, she never saw Reservation Dogs yet, and I, I told her the same thing. I was like. Just get the free trial and then yeah. cancel it before your date or 30 days. <laughs> yeah, that is criminal thinking. Geez. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but I would have never got that if they didn't say it on TV. Yeah, true. True, true, true. So maybe we're not the only one. But that doesn't make it okay. That doesn't make it okay at all. So don't you dare do that. <laughs> don't you dare do that. We were so, just kidding. Aside from criminal thinking, what you got on your mind, favorite Indian? Let's, well, hey. Yeah. Tomorrow's the 10th, December 10th. You know what that means? It is. Per cap time. Uh, Absoluga holiday. Absoluga holiday. Oh, we Going to be all kinds of Indians. Well, there's going to be all kinds of Indians anyway because they're having. Uh, oh, the basketball. American Indian shootout. Is that what it's called? Or what is it? Yeah. I want to uh, say Native American classic, but they don't call it that anymore. They don't call it that anymore because the person that ran that, he doesn't, like, he moved and doesn't run it anymore. Uh, so we got per cap and then. Uh, what is it? Yeah, there's two tournaments going on. The American Indian Classic, or shootout. Shootout. Shootout, that's happening at the Metro. And then on the Lockwood campus, they got a Class B tip-off. With native teams. With native teams, all native teams, like 10 native teams, um, boys and girls, varsity squads, going to do like a round-robin tournament. Everybody from Browning, even North Dakota teams. Yeah, Browning, um Blackfeet Reservation all coming down. I think Harlem Box Elders down here. Hayes Lodge Pole. Hayes Lodge Pole. Plenty Coup Warriors, Lodge Grass Indians, even the Hardin Bulldogs. Uh, who else? Uh, there's that one team. I think it was, uh, uh, what is it? The Hadatsa team was supposed to be down here, but they had an outbreak of COVID, so they couldn't come. But oh, White, really? White Shield coming down. Uh, and game started today for the, at the Metro tomorrow. They're starting at Lockwood, <clears throat> and I don't even know if I'm going to make it. Yeah, there's like a round dance going on. Um, Where's that at? Uh, I think it's at one of the local hotels. It's all over the face page. All over the face plant? Yeah. Um, Walking Buffalo is the host drum for the round dance. Walking Buffalo. And I think they invited, they invited the Bearhead Sisters. But anyway, there's a flyer and stuff on, on the face page, on the social media. But yeah, it's going to be a very exciting weekend. Uh, I know in the past, in my addiction, um, yeah, I used that ho- that Hoper cap, man. Went to half a G's and 30 packs. But today, you know, I can use it to, I, I just spend it on my kids. These The past six years, I just, like usually my son's birthday, 
My son's going to turn 13. I'm going to have a teenager in the house. Uh-oh. So be praying for me on that. <laughs> uh, so I usually just spend it on his birthday. But before you know it, he's going to say, can I use your car, Dad? I know. Got my license now. Real deep voice. Can I got to go on this date. I got a hot date. Like, oh, I'm going to drive you guys. <laughs> okay. So, so it's uh, Harden, Browning, Rocky Boy, Punicoos, Hayes Lodge Bowl, Box Elder, Heart Butte, Two Eagle River. Mm. And Mandaree, is that the one that got Yeah, Mandaree got booed up. Uh, and White Shield, North Dakota. Oh, okay, yeah. I had most of them. Samsonite. Samsonite. I was way off. <laughs> I don't know why, but every time I watch that movie, it's the same things make me laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, Jim Carrey is such a, oh, he's an odd bird, man. Yeah. I think you're like the native Jim Carrey. <laughs> That's what my nieces and, and everybody used to tell me that. He's like, hey, do you Jim Carrey? Remember you're like Jim Carrey? <laughs> Remember you're like Jim Carrey? <laughs> that, one of my, no, yeah, just that the rest talk is what he got. It's that, awesome. Of, that reminds me of when <clears throat> my my daughters were little and uh, they had some balloons. Yeah. And they, they, they weren't even the kind that, you know, those long kind that you can twist up. Yeah, yeah. But um, my daughter said, man, I wish I could make this into an animal. <laughs> and then my other daughter goes, give it to dad. He's a clown. <laughs> Like with no, no sense, you know, like she wasn't yeah. even laughing or anything. Yeah, she yeah. just kind of said it like all deadpan. Just give it to dad. He's a clown. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? And these are little tiny girls here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, that's funny about my daughter shafted me big time this morning too. She was like trying to call me the Grinch because <clears throat> like she had this little bag and she's like, you're this guy. We're driving, I was driving her to school and she's like, you're this guy. And I looked and she was pointing at the Grinch. And I said, no way, that's not me. I said, I said, your mom's the Grinch. And then, she, like, man, she didn't even hesitate. She's like, okay, then you're Max. <laughs> <laughs> man, I couldn't stop laughing, man. I was laughing so hard, man. I think we almost wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it was just, like, so quick. She's like, yeah, then you're Max. <laughs> the little dog, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. So, what, what what are you gonna do with your per cap? Uh, per cap. I think it's funny. Like, um, how some like other tribes outside of Crow, like our outside of our tribe, they they say per cap. They kind of per cap. They draw out the R. But that, I don't know. It's funny to me because, like, I don't know. We do we say we don't even say per cap. He's like perhaps, and we got per snaps, and we got all yeah. kinds of nicknames for it. Like nobody says per cap. You say you do with your perhaps, perhaps. Um, like I said, I got the um, my son's birthday coming up, so he he's got some plans with his buddies and stuff. So we're gonna go. I'll probably just save it for that. Go do that up, and yeah, that's what I usually do with it anyway. So it's a good. It's a good little booster from our royalties from our COVID methane mine, hmm. right? Yeah, something like that. What's your plans? Oh, I'm going to use it for Christmas gifts. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I'd probably use a little bit to get my hair did, but gotta got to treat yourself every once in a while. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. I've, I've been meaning to do that for the longest time, and it just... What, it hair? Off, but, yeah. Mm. Then I, I asked Thumper, I was like, can you... Because I already got some stuff. Oh, okay, and then I was like, "Can you? Just, I'll mix it up. You just show up, put it in there, and then head out. And you don't have to wait. I can rinse it out myself." Yeah, and she was like, "Oh, why don't you just come over? And that way, it'll look professional." And mm. so, 
she's going to use her own st- I don't know what she has in mind, but I told her I want to go like just like, a, remember how it was last yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, Just white, just pure. <laughs> well, not yeah. white, but. We'll have to post a picture of it and I'll crop your face on the Johnny Lawrence's body again. <laughs> doing, that, doing that was a good one. Do you still got that? Yeah, I still got it. You guys told me not to post it, so I didn't. Oh, man. Well, we'll do the new one. You can post that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, back this past summer when. I took, uh, I cropped, ran your pod Gotti and your favorite Indians, their faces on Johnny Lawrence's body. And then I did like a mirror thing where they're facing each other. It was, it was hilarious. Right, I'll, I'll let you post that one. Is like you post yours in that fur coat. Oh, yeah. I already did. Did you? Yeah, I posted oh. that one. I posted on my um, face page and I said, uh, high school basketball is right around the corner. So I got this bad boy out the closet. So I'm going to be at Metro and Lockwood just vibing. I, then I saw it and I was like, holy cow, it looked like Sasquatch and Smokey Bear had a red kid. I know. That was hilarious. And then someone else commented and said, is that a Yeti jacket? <laughs> Bagged you a Yeti back in the yeah. summer of 20, 2015. 2015. Yeah. Oh, out there. Right out there. <laughs> that was a good one. Got this bad boy out of the closet. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You look like that guy on uh, the American Gangster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, chinchilla. Yeah. What is a chinchilla? Is that like a muskrat? Something. Is that what those things are on, like Madagascar? Like, you like to move it, move it. What are those? I think, I don't know what, I don't know what those are. Yeah. Wait, 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 when you, when you. When you started saying that, I was I automatically went to um, that thing on Lion King. Oh, uh, Timon. Yeah, Meerkat. That that's what. Oh yeah, Meerkat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's not it. No, they don't look like that. that. Might as well just make it out of gophers or prairie dogs. They like to move it, move it. They kind of say that with like a Rez accent. I like to move it, move it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's uncle out there. Somebody like to move it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so that's episode 58. Thank you for joining us. And thank you, Randy B, joining us on the phone. He had to bounce, but definitely prayers again for you, for what you guys are handling over there. Yes, sir. Safe travels back. And spirit was here because I started talking in vague terms and yeah. jumping all over. Like, Welcome to the big show. Welcome to the big show. All right, all right, all right. So Coming with to that, you live next to Spar- Starbucks, <laughs> where you get your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh, thank you guys for joining us on this week's episode. All over, um, our listeners all over Flat Earth. We appreciate you. We love you. Uh, we hope you have a good weekend. We'll be back next week, episode fifty nine, stronger than ever. This is Deuces from Unspoken Word. Shinook. Shinook. Peace. What's up, Holler at your boy? This is your favorite Indian, JCB. Hey, yo, it's Randy B, a.k.a. Pod Gotti. Yo, Josiah Mo Fire, a.k.a. Mo Hugs, Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.